Okay, so here we are with WB Blue and the Bean, also known as Bailout, the I movie. The original WB and the Bean, what the... WB Blue and the Bean. Blue and the Bean. By Max Clavin. A trio of hapless bounty hunters are recruited by a shady bail bondsman to try and keep a witless a witness in drug tri- in a drug trial alive. This is another spell mistake. A witness in drug trial to testify. Fuck right. Okay, so not only could they not be asked spell checking the IMDB entrance, no one could be asked putting the movie up on YouTube under its right name, so it's on the bailout. I think I don't know. I think WB Blue and the Bean is a way better title <laughs> for it. But you know what you're getting, don't you? You get like getting like a film studio, a, a, some kind of legume, and a colour <laughs> teaming up to solve crimes. It's got 309 views, no <laughs> likes, no disapprovals. It's only been up this year as well. <laughs> what? What mad? What madman? Decided this would be a good thing for a YouTube. Alright, let's let's get on with this because I have a feeling I've got to have a lot of opinions about this when it's done. <laughs> that one about the, the gay figure skaters. Huh? Which is not great and I'm not saying that because of the gay, I'm just saying that because of the figure skating. It's <laughs> because I've watched a lot of sports anime in my time and you can get so interested in the sport by the way the encapsulate the story around the sport. And if you do the I mean? sport in a shit way it's just going to yeah, like better watching sport. You know what I mean? I don't get what figure skating is because it's like, oh my god, he's doing a triple sow cow and another triple sow cow. Can you believe it? <laughs> uh, yeah, he's just spinning in a circle, mate. And there are bits of it when they fall over and you're like, is, is, is that when the drama over? comes into <laughs> is, it? It's like, it oh, he's fallen, he might be hurt. But they get right back up. It seems like falling over is a part of the sport. <laughs> well, they just give them points for like, you know, trying. Or I, I, I Apparently, and they, they tell them what they're doing beforehand as well. So like I'm gonna. Oh do, my god, he did the thing we told yeah, him to do. I, I'm gonna do the sow cow sow cow flip, and then they just go, oh, here comes the sow cow flip. <laughs> Enough about gay figure skating cartoons. Oh yeah, we watched a movie as well. <laughs> isn't Before we even talk about this movie, can we talk about head athletic wear? Yeah, because you know they they provide quality sporting goods for a reasonable price. They're still a thing. I mean, have I just have have we? As a society, just learn to blank out like brand names to the fact that we don't notice them anymore. Or like, are they still around? Because I remember like oh, back they make, in the day, they make fantastic products that I endorse entirely. <laughs> like you used to have like trackies with like the lacrosse and like yeah, head probably. And like, but you had like the backpacks in school, and they always had names on them like lacrosse and shit. Yeah, and I don't think anyone's pointed out the head is another name for blowjob as well <laughs> and there's there's, a, there's like a whole gold mine of humour you can just dig in from that I'm pretty sure I had a head back my, there's my head endorsement gone so close <laughs> so close to being out of this rat race okay so this just movie trigger warnings I'm going to be doing some very very offensive Mexican accents during this entire thing it's hard not to because there's a lot of offensive Mexican accents in the whole thing so just you know be prepared for that one. Was it offensive Mexican accents if they were authentic Mexicans though? I think a lot of them were putting it on. Yeah, they were they were yeah, they were you know I can just imagine playing a, it up. A director sitting there like going, More Mexican <laughs> sound more Mexican <laughs> Oy vey. Okay, so um David Hasselhoff is a fella called 
His name's White Bread. <laughs> but, you know, it's like it, that's where the WB part came from. Right, of the um, title. But what I liked about it is the fact that they're all... All their names are fairly racist. Like, we get into the, what the three main characters are called. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, we all talk about the white dudes named White Bread. The black dudes named Blue. As which, in black and blue. Yeah, which I didn't didn't quite pick up on right well, away the... and guess what they've called the Mexican one <laughs> guess which out of the two out of the three titles on this entire movie WB Blue and the Bean guess which <laughs> one the Mexican was and at one point they call him Beaner as well and he's fine with it it's like uh, I the... just this is made by what Charles Bronson's cousin or something just like no we need to be more offensive to the Mexicans uh, he he did seem to be totally okay with this. It's like when you watch Mashback and there's a character in it called Spear Chucker and you're like, Jesus Christ, how did you make this? <laughs> Why did no one stop you? What is wrong with you? I don't know, the same reason that caused the drama in this whole movie in the first place. Cocaine. Cocaine. Um, the, these three dudes are bail bondsmen. And they make a lot of effort pointing out that their boss is a dick. They show him driving through town in his fancy, fancy car. Like there was saying, a very Hello, long Mrs. Johnson. Scene that, I hope you it? fucking die. Yeah, like, like, the like... whole establishing open is like arguably the most important part of any film. Act one, scene one was just this guy being a dick to people, and yeah. then just not none of that paying off. And they like you have this long shot. But he has a homeless dude asleep in his parking space. Yes, like, which is a great idea, but also a dick move. <laughs> and they show him. They show him in painting detail doing like a little parking move. And he pays him a, like a quarter. He's like, oh, I can at least get 50 cents. Like, no. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm establishing myself as a dickhead. And then that never comes up again the entire movie. Ugh. And then like, the scene after that is like, him being more of a dickhead in the office, but setting up the plot. But he's talking to some other bloke who's just creepy looking. <laughs> he never started it. He's like... Staring straight into the camera. It's pure cubic so, staring oh my into the God. camera. Is the most off-putting thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. <laughs> and, and again, he didn't do anything either. Yeah, he's in there for that one scene to creep us all out and then he disappears again. And then he's just on the phone to... What was the guy's... He I don't of... want to call him the Bean. Do we know his actual name? Can uh, we just call him the Mexican? That's, like, less racist. Um, why don't we call him... Um, uh, John. <laughs> oh, okay. He's a... John, John against the, yeah. Whitmore. John Whitmore. Yeah, right. Okay. He's a good guy. But John Whitmore they has... Calls him the, a very Mexican stereotype has eight kids yeah they call him up he's got all his millions of kids and he's like oh so uh, John Whitmore um, we need you to do a job for $50 and he responds in his offensively bad Mexican accent crikey mate that's a lot of didgeridoos and um, he says I can't I have to teach a cinema later today on representations of women in media his monocle falls out and goes my word I'll be there in a jiffy but he doesn't off. say that he's like no I want to do that for more money and then the dick says no you'll do it for less money and then he goes okay <laughs> I'll, I'll pay you less than I originally okay I'll do it but then he's like they established that uh, John Whitmore is um, he's really hard up for money he's got all these kids and um, he's talking about how he's broke his car's falling apart and then during his, his job and this thing that establishes him he pulls a trunk out of his his boot with like when his car does actually fall apart as a well. shitload of fucking machine guns a rocket launcher <laughs> grenades like I think this is where your money's going uh, John Whitmore it's, it's, uh... it's typical isn't it just spend all his money on his hobbies not investing it back in a Ironically, pretty much how head make their living. They yeah. uh, they make t- Fine tennis quality sporting goods. Uh, they make uh, they start off making uh, skis, 
Ah, okay. They was the first people to re- make skis out of metal. I, I wiki this. What were they using before that? Wood. And I, this dude uh, called Harry Head or some shit like that. He said, like, why the fuck are we using metal out to make this Getting shit? Getting revenge on the world for having such an uh, unfortunate name. And skiing is such a, a white, upper-class, money-to-spare dickhead sport, isn't it? So, you know, they're spending all their spare money on that. Much like this fella, John Whitmore, spending all his money on guns. Yeah. Um... But he's putting his to use, and he's blowing the fuck out of this guy, who's <laughs> a bounty, who he's got to take back to get his precious 50 quid, and he's just throwing hand grenades at him. Yeah, and he just... shoots him a bunch of times, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, they, they actually show him reacting to being shot and then falling over in pain. And they're like, oh, it's okay, I use blanks. And, okay, you throw, also threw a grenade at him. <laughs> <laughs> no faking that. <laughs> And they kind of established the three main characters, like uh, Blue, which, I don't know, is that racist enough that we got to give him another name as well? Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't even think that was racist until I realised that everyone else had, like, racist names. Like, it's probably even not that, that bad, really. It's still probably pretty bad. But um, okay, anyway, let's they, call him... His establishing moment let, let me like, call him... Let me call him... Uh, Francis... Delano... Levinsky... Ooh, yeah, yeah, a black guy can be Jewish. What? FDL, yeah. <laughs> FDL, FDL. He's is establishing shot. Is he? Um, he goes into a boxing gym to like get the bounty on one of the boxers, and he's like, um, he's like, oh, just put your guard down. Just, just put your guard down. Then just twats him. Pulls out a gun. Like, I think he's. If he had a gun the whole time, would just go in and be like, yeah, you're under arrest for whatever crimes that you did no FDL but he just jumps in the ring and just beats the fuck out of him it's like why there's a way more efficient way of doing that and it's what you did after you punched him and uh, white bread whose name we're not gonna change because uh, <laughs> fuck white people his establishing moment is um, he's playing tennis he's just playing tennis it's like everyone else is struggling for their cheddar and this motherfucker's just playing tennis with a lady typical white guy a fucking white people but I think he's I think he isn't he a tennis coach as well? Because the woman's like, Apparently, oh, I'm paying $200 an hour for to play with a ball machine. And uh... then I'll give you the ball machine. <laughs> David Hasselhoff in my large hair. By the way, everybody, this is 1989, the exact same year that uh, Baywatch came out. And by the way, everybody, Baywatch won for 11 seasons. And by the way, everybody, that's that. not including the spin-offs, Baywatch Nights and all the TV movies. Everybody... <laughs> 2000s page watch was still happening you'd think we'd yeah. be more progressive as a society by then I think I watched a single episode of Baywatch even once I, I remember watching it in primary school and being like this is ridiculous <laughs> this is, this is uh, I don't know what this demographic they're so skewing stupid. for but I'm way too old for this I, I don't even I don't, I don't was I aware of boobs I must have been aware of boobs but not enough to sit there and watch a bullshit TV show t- in order to see some boobs yeah. Even then, I had higher standards in my pornography. I think it got um, it, Baywatch became so successful because there's the only place you could actually see boobs on TV, <laughs> like or the only place you'd actually in the see world. them without like uh, having to go dial up modems. Yeah, stay up all night. This thing, it. So this is what pornography has helped us to escape from. <laughs> it's brought us more progressive represent- representations of women in the media. Hooray! Speaking of representations of women in the media, the woman in this. What was her po- point in this? What she was, was like an heiress to a, like, I'm assuming it's a shipping dynasty, because um, he mentioned he owns warehouses. Okay. And, um, I missed all the plot, and I don't got, know how. I was reading about head athletic wear, <laughs> fair enough. And their fine <laughs> array of tennis gear and skis. 
mostly skis. And uh, yeah, she was an heiress to a, a fortune, and she got caught with five million dollars worth of cocaine, and that was what she was going to court for. That's why they had to bring send the bail bondsman after. Oh yeah, and they'll fucking let her out on bail, won't they? Her sister gets <laughs> caught with one baggie, and she's fucking locked up forever. <laughs> fucking white people, man. Ah, <laughs> oh, this world. Yeah, so. Uh, uh, white bread shows up to her place to serve her with the human serving her with the notice and saying hey uh, you know come to court and just as he's about to show up she gets captured by a bunch of thrown into a rape van and one of the rape van dudes stops uh, white bread and is like um, get out of here fuckface <laughs> and he gets really annoyed about being called fuckface <laughs> I mean, I know David Hasselhoff has faces shaped like a fuck but it's uh, he does literally have a good fuck face but I mean you know don't get too uh, upset about I, that. I don't want to have to answer the question if I had to fuck someone's face. <laughs> uh, Hasselhoff would at least be in the running. I mean, in this movie, definitely. Oh yeah. Um. So he's like, the, is that the he's chasing after him in the car, and then he's on the phone. <clears throat> yeah, he calls up all his mates, and let's meet on him. On the big eighties block phone. Let's meet and to discuss this case to him. So. They, the regular meeting place and hangout is a strip club so already like we're oh, seeing oh yeah and it's like the opening shot of the strip club is just like tits just tits just big tits not even like you know alluding to like the dance or getting the way in there like this is art oh, this is classy no it just is the, is the girl but my point as well they established that well everyone except for white bread is hard up for money why are they meeting in a fucking strip club that's one of the most <laughs> expensive places to meet up like strip drinks are twice as expensive in the day like you know, you know, the, you know nine dollars for ginger ale <laughs> that's like, a bit of a line it's it, why meet in a really really expensive place where you're going to be hassled for lap dances and it'd be weird if you don't get tip the strippers when they're coming <laughs> around it's like why are you throwing money away maybe that's why they're buying, broke. buying guns and black dancers <laughs> instead of you know, feeding your starving kids get it together John Whitmore <laughs> and FDL um, yeah the white bread goes to meet um, the heiress's uh, father and just to get a bit of information and you know he, they established that he's got a Japanese gardener who looks at stares at the car for a good long while it's a good long shot and it's like I just reminded me that Japanese gardeners was like a, um, Why is a that? racist stereotype yeah. for a while. Why I I I must have seen that so many times before, but I never clocked on. Yeah, it's like, just an American thing. A lot of the um, like pulp novels that I've read um, from like in the thirties and forties and fifties and stuff, they uh, there's a lot of like Japanese gardeners for some reason. There must have been like a lot of Japanese immigrants got jobs as gardeners possibly, and they're like, oh, they must all do that. Well, they were an industrious, hardworking bunch. Much like the fine folks at Head Athletic were. <laughs> Give us some money. <laughs> you gave it to David Hasselhoff. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, they, they show a lot of them. He's playing uh, He's playing with his head racket. He's sitting on the bench with a head towel. He's driving his car with a head headrest. A head head headrest. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing his, his trackie. What do Americans call trackie? Track suits? Uh, jogging suits, I think. Leisure like suits? Is that yeah. what they call them? I don't know. Learn our words, you damn yanks. <laughs> Come over there and have the Civil War. Yeah, like we're going to win a, win a Civil War with America now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they do a lot of... They try and find out where um, the heiress has been kidnapped and taken to. They find out she's in some warehouses, which is, you know... Tied to a chair. Yeah, as you do. 
Um, so they all have individual jobs to try and um, and it seems like they send John Whitmore the only Mexican one to do all the work for them because he's, like, he's, the, yeah, he's always got to disguise himself as some kind of working man so it's always him who has to do it yeah. like he plays the gas man in this he doesn't want to play the gas man he's very adamant that he can't play the gas man again it's probably a too taxing a character <laughs> oh, for him he invented such a rich backstory for the tax they established the he's man. got all the guns uh, he's so he's like does all the, the gunfighting and stuff he drives for him <laughs> and he also does the disguises and gets them into places like these three people he does all the work probably gets gets the smallest amount of money and you know doesn't get regarded very well by them at all it's like this is like a microcosm of American society just in general Cameron's Britain bruv <laughs> But so he one of the things up... he says like the uh, I don't know what this they were trying to make a catchphrase or something like he goes to uh, like a real estate office say oh who owns these warehouses and he's like oh here's a list of people who own warehouses because real estate agents do that you go and it's like hey <laughs> who, give me your private documents sure stranger because they're good kind hard hardworking people much like the folks at Head Athletics <laughs> but um like they, she says to thank her like may the blue bird of happiness fly up your nose as like a <laughs> and like that's not anything that doesn't mean a thing well put it on a t-shirt now yeah um oh yeah he goes to he drives them in in his uh he just as a gas man to say oh there's a gas leak everyone gotta get out so they can um, go in and the white there's a uh, white security guard comes in it's like um it's like, so we've got to get you out of this gas. Like, sure, Poncho. It's like, what? Just casually fucking. Yeah, hold on flinging, a minute, there, Poncho. Flinging slayers around. Whatever and, you say, Poncho. And my uh, my notes for this whole scene were just like just me writing all the racial slurs that they use <laughs> in like uh, big couple letters with que- exclamation marks and question marks next to it. So it's like Poncho, <laughs> Beaner. And I think like if this notebook gets found by someone, <laughs> I'm gonna I've got some explaining to do. Yeah, um, yeah, they go in. Um, they manage to evacuate everyone. They blow up a warehouse, warehouse building for some bizarre reason, just to prove, oh, there's a gas leak. Everyone get out. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, the 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 warehouse blows up behind. Uh, what's been his name? Uh, John Whitmore. John, uh, the the warehouse blows up behind John Whitmore, and as it blows up. God bless him. John Whitmore flubs his line, <laughs> so it's like, what does he say? Oh shit! Should write it down. Struth, bro. I'm gonna get out, of, get out of the warehouse. Uh, he he says something like uh, um, "say" instead of "said," but then he just like says "said" again. Like he repeats the line that he should have said straight away, and they can't <laughs> cut around it because there's no way that in was hell an expensive explosion. they're doing that explosion again. Because this is a cheap ass movie. This yeah. is this is a movie where they write cheapness into the dialogue. <laughs> this is where fucking Whitehead says like don't drive too fast we don't want to get into a car chase and they don't either like um yeah they they uh yeah they you know have a little of a, a standoff with them the kidnappers and they're like oh we've got to go because they've got loads of guns but also they've got loads of guns too so I don't know why that <laughs> but it's like the, um, John Whitmore brings up the brilliant point of you know why don't we just call the police this is you know it's kidnapping bring them in but no 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 I'm David Hasselhoff I've got <laughs> I a great head there my face is very fuckable. Move on. Um, yeah, and they said no car chase. Don't have a car chase or anything. And they don't. Like, they don't even have a, a guy pops out with a gun. Like, oh, shit. And the guy's like, oh, 
No, the gun doesn't oh, work. Oh no, my gun doesn't work. I guess we'll just have to cut together some kind of falling car scene. Yeah, uh, John Whitmore fly- fires one shot out the window. Again, him doing all the work while everyone else sits off and does nothing. Um, it hits the roof of the car and then somehow the car just swerves off the road. But like when it's going off the road, one of the guys jumps out as it's going off. I mean, that's dangerous shit, man. They're like, actually trying to kill the stuntmen, I think. This film was made by a stuntman as well, you know. I I wiki this, yeah, okay. Google. I didn't wiki it because this movie isn't on wiki because it's that bad <laughs> and that unimportant. But yeah, this is a dude who was like a stuntman and some good stuff, and they made some shit films. Well, this is. You think maybe a st- fellow stuntman slept with his wife, so he's trying to just kill as many stuntmen <laughs> as humanly possible. Usually, like, one of them self-hating stuntmen. stuntmen make movies so other stuntmen can get work like the the John Wick guys are stuntmen and they oh, were okay. just like let's get all the other lads in here they were uh, stunt coordinators on uh, The Matrix that's what they knew Keanu from oh okay and Keanu was like Keanu's a sound dude them. as well so yeah. he'd, uh, he'd he, they say, he bought them all a motorbikes and shit didn't he or the stunt team because he was like oh yeah. you guys did good work have a motorbike because <laughs> <laughs> he's boss <laughs> He strikes me as the kind of guy who's made more money than he knows what to do with, so he just gives it to people. Yeah, he's a cool <laughs> no guy. Reason, he just which... like lives in hotels and shit, don't he? Plays in his band. Yeah, he's like the most well-paid homeless person in the world. <laughs> what a title! Uh, anyway, during this, they have a little gunfight. Um, Nakiana Reeves. Uh, um, I wish Whitmore and uh, imagine if he was buddies. in this, he wouldn't know what to call him. He's like <laughs> half Chinese, half Hawaiian, half German. What would you call uh, him? Pineapple sausage. <laughs> Pineapple and a sausage coming this fall and Fox. I worry someone's gonna steal that and pitch it to someone, and get a fat load of money. Pineapple and a sausage would be like, uh, like they they run a pizza place, uh, and like you could call it like the Hawaiian boys, or something like that. And, this uh, is now gonna if we see this as a show on like, um, some one of the shitty American networks. I know. I'm gonna be so angry. I'd get so many lawyers. Um, yeah, during the gunfight, uh, there are laser sounds for some reason. <laughs> I, don't know. I thought they were just like sounds of reflections of bullets coming off things, but like there was that high pitch of sound that it did sound like a laser fire. And like so, um, John Whitmore and uh, FDL go to see the bail bondsman. I know. I, don't know exactly why they got they get separated because white bread goes to get uh, the heiress back himself and they're like oh we gotta help us Mr. Bell Bondsman and they're like oh it sounds like one of WB's fairy tales car chases and gunfights and, <laughs> and kidnappings these fairy tale stories sound amazing and he's apparently got a habit of you know telling them to people I think you know? Dog the Bounty Hunter gave us too rich an idea of what bounty hunting is like I imagine that it is just you drive to a place, say, so you're going to court, and like, no, I'm not going to court. Yeah, you are, mate. And <laughs> that's pretty much the That's day, pretty much uh, the yeah. job, you know. If anything serious happens, then you get the police involved. <laughs> like, uh, was it mall security? Like, the most powerful thing they've got is their cell phones. Like, oh, all <laughs> the real cops. Youths, youths hassling people. So, uh, white bread get rescues the heiress and, dry, and she says oh let's stop at a motel because I need to take a shower and he's like oh, okay and <laughs> pull into this uh, this uh, sex motel and um, oh and uh, the lady who works in the sex motel comes out of the uh, the office naked yeah book naked just like big fake tits flopping like so they, they casted this all the other parts and they're based on boob size and then like oh we just want to have a room to wash up so, oh so you're one of those you're a Sam 
I'm like, do you know what a Sam is? I was like, yeah, I know what a Sam is. You're not going to tell, no, tell the we audience. We didn't establish what a Sam yeah. was. That's not anything. I'm going to Google uh, Sam uh, sexual Some perversion. Kind of wash, wash fetish. Uh, this will be a fun round of Googling. <laughs> is it Sam sexual perversion? You'll get like all kinds of fucking porn stars named Sam. Sam fetish. Uh, now there's just a bloke called Sam fetish. <laughs> I don't think we're going to find this out now. It's like the three seashells thing, but not funny. <laughs> it's like, the, the seashells thing is like, oh, how can that work? And just, it's funny just the idea of it. This is just like saying, away, do you know what this means? I know what this means. Chortle, chortle, chortle. Share it with the fucking audience. <laughs> We're the ones who are paying. We'll never know. I could get into Sam fetishism if I knew what it was. Yeah, anyway, she takes a shower and... Um, she tricks white bread into taking she tricks white bread into taking a shower as well oh, the water's lovely and she's like just why don't you take a shower and he goes okay mm-hmm. and gets in the shower and she steals his clothes but not his head sneakers no sir even she knows the head with their fine apparel uh, it, it, it's, it's too much to deprive a man of his head sneakers give us some money for fuck's sake <laughs> this is the best advertising you've had in years um, head sneakers still a thing <laughs> they exist at least they did in the 80s <laughs> if someone steals clothes from you make sure they save your head <laughs> so he's like naked in the hotel room and he rings his mates like oh you gotta come and get us some clothes and um, they come round they don't bring him any clothes <laughs> they're like hey why don't you come out naked across the parking lot just for a laugh and you know, when he's like guys we really don't have time for this <laughs> the woman that we're being paid to find has just fucking ran off again so there's a shot of uh, Hasselhoff coming out of there with uh, just wearing a towel for the ladies. Sneakers for everybody else. <laughs> Men and ladies alike. Because head sneakers are a versatile shoe worn by both man and woman. <laughs> Wear them abroad, at home, or when you're just out on the patio. Oh, and you're naked and being chased out of a motel. Uh, I feel dirty. <laughs> But then they go from the sex motel to a strip club because it's that kind of movie. Um, and they're like, oh, so what do we do now? Uh, what do they do now? Let's find out. Um, yeah, the um, the woman goes back to her father and the father's there with uh, these Colombian drug lords who... Yes. Oh, who she got caught we with We finally get to the, anyway. the big villain of the piece who's some fucking... Colombian guy in a white suit. He's like <laughs> Superman in The Dark Knight Returns, uh, Frank Miller stuff with his like open shirt and big high boots. I don't know what reference to. You know what I'm talking about, okay. the internet. He's dressed like he's Clark Gable, just come out from horse riding for some reason. Yeah, he's got like the like white suit and like because uh, the the standard white drug dealer suit. That they <laughs> yeah. all wore. Um, and I kind of like the fact that an old white millionaire is depicted as like oh this hard done to victim and the uh, filthy foreigns with the drugs the drug which a lot of the team were probably on the <laughs> the this movie got wrote on a lot of cocaine it's the only explanation I so can so in the it. in the movie did she know she had all this cocaine on her I think from what I gathered she got caught in a truck with loads of cocaine um, and they're like that's like five million dollars worth of cocaine they confiscated it so that's why the Colombians are after her but they also just it's way too complicated to even think about because it's there's like an Iranian drug family who's like who's in it and they establish real quickly oh no they they were the ones who um, set up the double cross it wasn't her just so she can be totally blameless in the whole thing oh dude I don't even care <clears throat> yeah 
Um, yeah, um, the father's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm selling all my property to pay this ransom. And they're like, no, we're just going to take your daughter anyway because we're filthy foreigns and we're taking her back to our country. Uh, uh, he may as well just twirl his moustache. There's a brilliant uh, bit where like, he's like, oh, don't hurt her. And you just show this long, it looks like a L'Oreal up. advert where he just flips his hair over and turns over his shoulder and then winks at him and walks off. Um, but then they sort of point out, oh, shit, um, the old dude is selling all this stuff. He must be hard up for money. And then the bounty hunters show up. He's like, oh, no, I've got a plane. Yeah. <laughs> you think you, you fucking selling your houses? And you've got a fucking plane. The plane alone must be worth five million. Um, so they fly to. Did we see I them in the plane? They point out the Colombian, but I'm sure that's Mexico because, like, I don't know. I think. Well, they meet a man with a Mexican hat. Yeah. I think. But they I don't know much too much about in Mexico to save money. Yeah, possibly. But um, they fly and um, they touch down. That they bring the plane down guess who's there to meet them on the ground 55 minutes and 41 seconds 55 minutes the greatest actor of all time Danny Danny Trio and he's wearing a nice fucking hat as well oh my god what a hat not as good as the hats that those fine gentlemen and ladies at Head (laughs) Athletics were but you know a fine hat nonetheless fades in on this beautiful man with a fantastic moustache wearing the hell out of a hat just staring off into the distance that could have just conveying the movie. so much emotion what has this character been through what does he know where is he going I'm enthralled I want to know more uh, he asks if they can speak Spanish and John Whitmore a Mexican <laughs> says oh no, no a man of just... ethnic, a man of Mexican origin they don't like well, they make a lot of effort to point out these Mexican with a lot of Mexican stereotypes surrounding him, <laughs> and he speaks broken Spanish throughout the entire thing. He's like, "No, I don't speak Spanish." I guess maybe they're not trying to out themselves, but dude, he's you know the only well, Danny non- Trio like doesn't judge people by their appearances because he's Danny Trio and he's Sam. Yeah, and he seemed like a, the character seemed like a nice dude anyway. So he's like, "Oh, we need gas for our planes." So like, I'll get you some gas. It's fine. Yeah, right. This is definitely the best Danny Trio character chronologically so far. And he's known. He's named in the script and on IMDb as mean. As mean. Well. Why is that? Because he didn't do anything mean. He was a nice guy. Like he didn't he sold them gasoline. Yeah, for the he, plane. Didn't, he didn't fuck up the plot. He didn't screw anybody over. He wasn't even mean to them. He was cordial. He was forthcoming with uh, advice about the local area. And even when like um. He didn't raise his voice. White bread says like, "Oh, we're here to build condos." They try and make that into an in joke, like, uh, "Oh, this is a great place a to build condos." Condo and it's like, even he even politely doesn't punch David Hasselhoff <laughs> right in his big fuckable face for that, which is an award yeah, in and of that's... itself. But yeah, uh, fantastic trio action all around. Five star trio. Yeah, well, they're all five star performances. <laughs> um, well, still got the rest of this movie to go through. So. Yeah, he he's not in the. I think. He's there for like two minutes, but it, I think it's the most lines we've seen him do so far, and like except for um, Project A, where he's you know doesn't yeah, voice yeah. work and anything. But well, that was like technically after this, though. Was when he was successful, when when he was yeah, uh, yeah. well known, and successful and stuff. But um, yeah, he's gone. Showing his acting chops. Moving on. Um, um, so they play what sounds like Final Fantasy battle music while they're driving oh, off the down Oh, the music for this whole thing was just uh, one guy with a synth piano, by the way, people. And a lot of it sounded like um, an alarm clock having a really <laughs> shitty college it's, rock band. It was, a, it was an old synth piano as well. Like, he, he had that for a few years and he was double layering tracks with different like, effects. So like, 
It was the sound of bells, but it was sound of bells made by a shitty synthesizer. <laughs> well, he's doing the best he can with the. Ah, work God, I, I hope he did not get paid a lot for this. There's, there's no justification if he did. And I'm looking forward to when we get out of the '80s and we start realizing, hang on, synth sounds shit, <laughs> and you start doing actual music instead. It's so bizarre. It's almost like, why did you bother? Just don't put any music in there at all. We would have been better off. It's just, it's just draw my attention away from the film. Yeah, then they go because um, they can't afford cars, and they, they ran out. They used all their money on that big explosion, so they can't like um, couldn't get any cars. They have to they totally have the high horses them. from my favorite character. <laughs> he look, he's dressed like a mariachi. I think the, the official term is like a vaquero, but I don't know how you pronounce that. Because only I've seen it written down. Like he's a horse dude dressed as a mariachi, and he just overacts the fuck out of the he whole is scene. Marlon Brando of Mexico, and he's very happy to see uh, LDF. He's so happy. Like, hey, you were a football player. Like, this, this was not. This, they didn't establish this. Does he just look like every single sportsman <laughs> in America? Hang on, wait. He's the only black character <laughs> in the whole movie, so yeah, he look, does look like every sportsman in America, doesn't he? Um, uh, like I know Trio was really fucking good, but I'd love to do a follow-up podcast <laughs> to see what happened this guy, this guy did because. He was just so happy to be there. It's like all the other like non-essential talking parts were just really shit, really yeah. hammy, and this like non-essential but talking part. He was just like, "Hey, my friends!" He's yelling every line. You move fridges. Those, those you are, retired from football to set fix fridges. <laughs> <laughs> there was something in there about fridges. I don't know yeah. or care what it was. <laughs> they were they were disguising themselves as uh, fridge repairmen. For some reason, even though he's talking about building condos on there a few minutes ago, <laughs> the fucking fridge moving business is doing you pretty well. <laughs> so is this when we get to like all like the scores of horses? Yeah, then some bandits, uh, shoot banditos, them. banditos, and they shoot overacting mariachi. And his last words, like, "Oh, the bandits have been <laughs> the bandits have been active in this area." <laughs> oh. <laughs> you think that's his last line? He, he's better by the end of the movie. I think they thank God. They like don't they don't even show him injured. He's like he's bleeding out on the floor. Then next scene, he's like fine. He's on his horse again. Yeah, like the the amount of horses that comes at them, it's it's Ben Hare esque. There's just like fucking the horse faucet just turns on. Do you think that like they've pointed out that John Whitmore used blanks in an earlier scene, and this the the overacting mariachi gets up and he's fine <laughs> after being shot. Do you think they these like the director of this movie thought all Mexicans shot blanks? <laughs> Is that like a? Is that like some kind of racial I think caricature? I bands because they were firing at these head of horses and they, there was nothing happening. Thank God! Like they did start doing some trip work towards the end there, which is always upsetting to see in these old movies because you're like, oh bugger! Yeah, a lot of hairs, a lot of horses could have fucking not got back up from this, and no one would have been none the wiser. But they they seem to be okay. There was one really nasty spill there, like a bloke coming off the back of a horse doing oh, yeah, a reverse roll. In the, in the saddle, cut his he? arm was still in the 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 harness in the front there, and it was easier to see because they used the exact same shot twice, <laughs> but from a different angle, which is fucking stupid. Because like you're paying that much attention to how bad that fall was, and then you see it again. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's the same thing. What what are you doing? The movie, don't do that to me. <laughs> Put some effort into this. The movie. So like. Eventually, um, uh, uh, White Bread goes over and is like, hey, I'll talk to these guys. He's like, walks through fucking a gunfight. He's like, hold on, I am white. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that will fly very far in Mexico, but, you know, what do I know? Um, he goes over and tricks them into taking them to this uh, drug dealer's compound. And, um, like, he's trotting away on his horse, blathering the fuck away about condos the entire fucking time. <laughs> I don't know what that, I don't know what that's made of. 
Maybe that's what a Sam is. Someone who builds condos. <laughs> Maybe that's another in-joke that this movie wants to keep from us. Why is this movie keeping so much from us? Share your secrets. This is like... Um, it's even changed its name so it can hide itself better. This is like, imagine if someone... If you're watching The Matrix and just for some cool fight scene happens, like, a fight scene happened and you just jumped in. Like, don't, don't hold stuff back. Um... So yeah, he, he tricks the um, drug dealer into letting him stay there for some reason. Um, he, he eventually they get the, the, uh, the, the lady out of there. We find the lady again tied to a chair. Again. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Uh, they break out. Yada, yada, yada. Chased by horses. Lots of guns. And then the helicopters helicopter. come. Yeah. Yeah. So the, like, this is the helicopter, but again, they would have had to pay for two helicopters. One to shoot above the helicopter to film the helicopter. So that's a good bit of money. I don't know how much helicopters cost these days or those days, but you could have bought yourself some explosions for that. Oh, well, you know they. Um, oh, they also show like um, they're shooting at this hel- helicopter, and uh, White Bread throws his fucking gun away. And like, this is why you you guys are harder for money. You keep buying guns and throwing them away. And the whole plan for that thing is to shoot it down as well, which seems a bit ridiculous. But then they have White got a rocket launcher. Got, though. <laughs> but like, it's gone by this point, and White Bread's using this like weird grenade mammoth launcher gun. thing. Yeah. It just looked like a like a, a, a cartoonishly large version of a normal gun, but it just shot mega death weapons. Like <laughs> everyone in this movie was using lawgivers, man. It was just like, oh, it just this shoots fucking rockets now. Now it shoots stun grenades. Now it shoots children's tears. I didn't know Head made a gun. <laughs> well, yes, Matt, they do, and it's the finest gun on the market. You can take it skiing, shopping, or just shooting minorities. Welcome to America. Yeah. Um, yeah, they throw their guns away and like they and they 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 get a third a third helicopter <laughs> to fly. <laughs> no, no, they get back in the plane, don't they? No, you don't see Nitrio again, unfortunately. No, nope, um, he's gone like a whisper in the night. It's established like it's, a wonderful dream. You know, he establishes he may be giving them gas. They, you know, he didn't you know charge him too much. He showed gave him directions out there possibly. Good guy. Uh, Quality. Good. Good act. Um, so they're flying back and they ring their dickhead bail bondsman boss who's been in this movie three times maybe yeah um, the overactive mariachi had more an impact on the plot than he did <laughs> and they ring him up and they're like oh bringing it back um, you know uh, give us a with you know we have to renegotiate the contract you have to give us 250,000 and like no we can't afford to do that blah blah they quibble and argue over it as, as a point I'm going to make in a sec I just remembered um, we'll circle back around to it but um, the woman says, "Oh, it was ten million dollars in in uh, drug dealer's safe," and they all laugh and turn the fucking plane around. <laughs> so the End moral of, of the story is, you know, take take money from drug dealers, man. You know, just uh, don't work. Just get a plane, fly down to Colombia slash Mexico, and uh, just take Fight some, some banditos. Or stroll through the fucking gunfight. Yeah, somehow yeah, right no. you are. Talk about building condos over there. They'll, that seems to be an in for most people. <laughs> Um, have some, you know, uh, sexy. Do some sexy washing to get by <laughs> in the meantime. And um, the thing I wanted to talk about was the woman character in it. Um, they they point out they take great pains to let her do stuff. Did as she well. have a name? Uh, she must have done. I just <laughs> I was I was thinking I was just too amazed that they got away with calling a Mexican character Bina. To be honest. Um, yeah, she. They point out that she's really good at riding horses, and she's a great shot as well. And just like it, it's pointed out twice, so I think they were sort of making 
token uh, gestures. Yeah, gestures isn't even a fucking word. One of my <laughs> points. Uh, t- gestures to um, you know giving women more to do and so still spends a lot of her tied to a chair but yeah you know, she she was tied to a chair twice she helped with a gag in her mouth and, and thrown in a rape van which is just what we call vans by the way you know it wasn't written on the side or anything <laughs> <laughs> nothing sort of went down there though I, I oh look Martha the rape uh, vans are in town again <laughs> it, you, you know what I mean when I say rape van the yeah, end it was a van. very creepy looking van but I think that's, that was quite for 1989 to get to have a female character doing a thing <laughs> was quite progressive of them so she well didn't done do much of a thing though it was a good idea in in theory it just didn't, didn't really get impact out. the plot but they pointed out she wasn't totally helpless the entire time which is a nice touch whatever I'll, I'll take it <laughs> <laughs> so um, okay machetes I am gonna say two and a half maybe because mm-hmm. I did as fucking I don't think he can even get away with saying, oh, it was just the time. Hmm. And then we pointed out while we were watching it, this was like towards the 90s and maybe they knew their days were numbered so they tried and threw as yeah, much yeah. casual racism in there as humanly possible. But it was it was kind of like locker room <laughs> racism. No, you know, it was bawdy racism. It wasn't as bad as any Bronson stuff we've yeah. endured. It wasn't like saying Still, these people I'm are useless. Excusing it wasn't okay. There's a lot yeah. of caricatures and like uh, silly uh, stereotypes and stuff. But like they did point out like the characters are all were all capable they weren't stupid or like well white bread was a bit dim <laughs> but uh, they weren't stupid because of Plays their a game of tennis yeah. so Danny <clears throat> Trio movie so I kind of enjoyed it for what it was I you, I mean you can call it a Danny Trio movie um, he's only in there for two or three minutes he's the best character in the whole thing but great great uh, introduction to the art of acting like I assume at this point he may have like, had some classes or something or picked up enough just to know his way around the dialogue yeah he he did a he did a great job and he wasn't typecast as as he's been in all these other things as the thug or the boxer or the prisoner he yeah, was just a nice mexican chap who helped out the main characters on their quest to steal a load of money from a drug dealer bullied but i as i for, for what it was i enjoyed it very problematic in lots of places mm. but uh you know Lots of stunt work and um, explosions to keep me, me interested. I was like, the story was unnecessarily complicated for no real adequate reason, but... Yeah. For what it was, you know, you can well, choose, switch your brain off and enjoy it. Again, nothing you need to go out your way and watch. It's on nothing YouTube. That was terrible. It says it all. Nothing that was unbearably terrible, I should say. It was, just, it was a thing. Compared to the shit Bronson's done with Trio, it's, you know, it's fucking Citizen Kane. <laughs> right, okay, so what's next? Oh, I thought that said Dog Wars. I was like, oh my god, that sounds amazing. It doesn't. It says Drug, drug wars. wars. The Cam... Cameron? Camera... Camera... Camarena story? Okay. Fact-based story of undercover DEA agent Enrique Kiki Camarana, who, while stationed in... Guadalajara. 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 I don't want to say that from watching Mexican wrestling. <laughs> Station in Guadalajara undercovered a massive marijuana operation in North Mexico that led to the death and a remarkable. Oh, led to his death, sorry. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> a remarkable in- investigation of corruption within Mexican governments. I'm sure we'll handle it tastefully. See, this is going to be difficult, this one, because it's, it's a real a, guy. No, it's, it's three episodes of it looks like a made for tv movie so okay. 
I'm, like, I'm going to have to watch all of them and then find which ones Trio's got in it and then come back to that, I guess. I don't know. I, if we could even find it. It looks like a made-for-TV movie from the 90s. It might not even exist anymore. It'd be hard to find. Yeah, there's a... But we wouldn't be the journalists we are. I've decided we're journalists now. <laughs> if, we didn't, uh, if we didn't rigorously search for this yeah, stuff. Yeah, when I, I tried looking all over the place for the other one, I didn't, didn't find it. Well, so this got Bramo del Toro in, so it must exist somewhere, I think. Bricio yeah, del Toro. Del Toro. Oh, Bramo. Ah, okay. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, leave it oh, it does me. tell you what episode they were in as well. So if, if you... It says it's just three episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah. It says that for everybody. Uh, yeah, let me uh, research that. Yeah. Oh, correctly, Nelson. Let me research that, and we'll get back to you on the internet. So, until next time... It might not be this one. It might be something else, but, you know... We'll, we'll see, see what, what happens. we can find it first. So, thank you, Danny Trio, for your wonderful gift of bailout. Thank you for mm-hmm. g- gassing up the plane for me. No, you should have let... Arguably let David Hasselhoff die in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we, someone else should have let David Hasselhoff die. <laughs> I have no problem oh, with David Hasselhoff in general, but... <laughs> in this movie, he was a dick. <laughs>